Welcome to Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Wednesday, September 15th. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories include the cost of rental housing soars, household income takes a hit, and Amazon.com will hire more than 100,000 U.S. workers. Those stories and more, but first, let's get you caught up on markets. Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ futures are higher by three-tenths of a percent. The Dow, S&P, and small-cap Russell 2000 index have dropped in six of the last seven trading sessions. Tuesday marked the fifth straight day of losses for the NASDAQ. For September, the Dow is off more than 2%. The S&P 500 is down nearly 2%. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note rose less than a basis point to 1.28%. The stock's Europe 600 slipped two-tenths of a percent, led by shares of retail, travel, and leisure companies. China's CSI 300 index fell 1%. In Hong Kong, the Hang Seng lost nearly 2%, while stocks in Japan fell a half a percent. Oil prices extended their recent rally, driven in part by disruption to output caused by Hurricane Ida. Brent crude futures gaining nearly 1% to 74.27 a barrel, nearly 40% of all oil output in the Gulf of Mexico, and nearly 50% of gas output was offline Tuesday. Gold futures are down two-tenths of a percent to $1,803 an ounce. The dollar weakened, and Bitcoin is higher by nearly 2% at $47,600. Now our top stories. National asking rents rose 10% in August, measured annually, according to RealPage, a rental management software company. That marks the first double-digit increase in the more than 20 years this data has been collected. August rents rose more than 20% year-over-year in Phoenix, Las Vegas, and Tampa, Monthly rents were up more than 20% in other markets such as Boise, Idaho and Naples, Florida. Apartment occupancy rates hit a record of 97% in August. Multifamily property values have increased 13% since before the pandemic. That's according to the real estate securities advisory firm Green Street. Incomes are sliding. According to the Census Bureau, U.S. median household income was down about 3% in 2020 to about $67,500. That's compared to the prior years. The Bureau said the traditional poverty rate in 2020 was 11.4%. That's an increase of one percentage point from 2019 and the first increase after five consecutive years of declines. That translates into 37.2 million people living in poverty, an increase of 3.3 million from 2019. For a four-person household, the threshold for meeting the definition of poverty was about $26,000 in 2020. Amazon.com will add 125,000 employees in the U.S. and has lifted its average starting wage as it expands its warehouse operations in a tight labor market. The tech giant said it has opened more than 250 facilities this year and plans to open additional 100 across the country in September. Amazon has increased its global workforce by about two-thirds since the end of 2019 to more than 1.3 million global employees in June. In other news, overall U.S. consumer prices rose 5.3% in August from a year earlier, a slightly slower pace than in June and July, but still near a 13-year high. 
The number of unfilled job openings in the U.S. rose to almost 600,000 in June to a seasonally adjusted 10.1 million. That's the highest level since record-keeping began in 2000, according to the Labor Department. In July, U.S. mall foot traffic surpassed 2019 levels for the first time since the pandemic started. That's according to data analytics firm Placer.ai. Mall visits overall were up seven-tenths of a percent from July 2019, led by trips to outdoor malls, which were up 2.1 percent. Shares of some mall operators, such as Maserich and Simon Property, are up more than 50 percent year-to-date, surpassing the S&P 500 index's gain of 18 percent so far this year. A federal judge has weakened New York State's mandate for medical workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19. At the Morgan Stanley Global Healthcare Conference, Pfizer said it expects to apply for U.S. authorization of its COVID-19 vaccine for children aged between six months and five years old in November. Boeing revised upward its long-term demand forecasts, citing the bounce back in domestic air travel as the reason for its more positive outlook. Comcast said it was experiencing a slowdown on its cable business after surging growth in the early stages of the coronavirus pandemic. The news sent Comcast's stock down more than 7% in trading Tuesday to the worst one-day performance since March of 2020. NBA star Steph Curry and his unanimous media production company have signed a talent deal with Comcast and NBC Universal. The multi-year deal is being billed by Comcast-owned NBC Universal as its first ever, quote, global talent partnership. Casino stocks slumped Tuesday as the government of Macau looks to increase regulatory scrutiny over casinos and Chinese health authorities reported a COVID-19 outbreak. Las Vegas Sands fell nearly 10 percent, Wynn Resorts was lower by 11 percent, and MGM Resorts lost 4 percent. Those shares are lower in today's pre-market trading. Apple revealed a slate of new iPhones with substantial camera upgrades, as well as new iPad models and an improved Apple Watch. The new iPhone 13, which will start at $699, features a better camera and faster processor. Microsoft shares are up 1% in pre-market trading after announcing a dividend increase and a sizable $60 billion share repurchase program. Sport Radar Group, a company backed by Michael Jordan and Mark Cuban, fell 7% during its first day of trading. The Swiss technology company has a market value of over $7 billion. Pagaya Technologies is close to an agreement to go public through a merger with a special purpose acquisition company that would value the financial tech startup at about $9 billion. Pagaya operates an artificial intelligence network to make financial transactions such as lending more efficient and give more people the ability to borrow. Securities and Exchange Commission Chairman Gary Gensler said he was taking a hard look at cryptocurrency trading platforms in a hearing in Washington, during which he called for more funding for the regulatory agency. Wells Fargo pushed back the date when its employees returned to the office in the U.S. to the beginning of November. Chevron said it is tripling spending in its new low-carbon unit. EV startup Rivian is the first automaker to bring an electric pickup to the consumer market, beating Tesla and General Motors in what is expected to be a hotly contested segment in the years ahead. The company's first R1T pickup drove off the assembly line at its plant in Normal, Illinois. 
The global movie box office is expected to hit $20 billion in 2021. That's down more than 50% from the record-breaking 2019, but 68% above last year. That's according to a new study from the London-based data firm Gower Street Analytics. The NFL matchup between the Las Vegas Raiders and Baltimore Ravens on ESPN drew more than 15 million viewers. That's the most viewed NFL opener on the network since 2013. Sunday's national NFL game on Viacom CBS, featuring the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs, averaged almost 20 million viewers. It was the most watched opening weekend national game on CBS since 2015. Fracking mogul Terry Pagula, who bought the Buffalo Bills in 2014, wants state money to help pay for a new $1.4 billion stadium to replace the team's current home. If he doesn't get it, Pagula has said the team could move. A New York judge issued an order to shut down cryptocurrency trading platform CoinSeed. The judge also ordered a $3 million judgment against CoinSeed to be paid to defrauded investors. It also put in place a permanent receiver who has taken control of the company's website. California Governor Gavin Newsom easily defeated a recall effort led by Republicans, according to a vote projection on Tuesday by the Associated Press. With 60% of the state's precincts partially reporting, more than 65% of California voters chose to keep the Democrat in office. And four private citizens are set to launch into orbit today in what will be the first mission to space without any professional astronauts on board. The all-civilian crew will ride to space aboard a rocket and capsule developed by SpaceX. The spacecraft is scheduled to launch today atop a reusable Falcon 9 rocket from Cape Canaveral, Florida. The five-hour launch window opens at 8 p.m. Eastern, and SpaceX is planning to broadcast the event live. Crew Dragon's capsule will spend three days circling the Earth before re-entering the atmosphere and splashing down in the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Florida. At 6.20 a.m., Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ futures are slightly higher by three-tenths of a percent. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note is rising less than a basis point to 1.28%. At midday, the Stocks Europe 600 is down two-tenths of a percent, led by shares of retail, travel, and leisure companies. In China, the CSI 300 index fell 1%. Shares in Hong Kong dropped 2%, while stocks in Japan fell a half a percent. Brent crude futures are gaining nearly 1% at 74.27 a barrel. Gold futures are down two-tenths of a percent at $1,803 an ounce. And the dollar weakened, while Bitcoin is higher by nearly 2% at $47,600. On the calendar, import and export prices for August are set to be released at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. Industrial production data for August will be released at 9.15 Eastern. Thanks for downloading this episode of Wall Street Breakfast. If you have comments, criticism, or suggestions to make the program more relevant, please do so below. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best news and analysis on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. To subscribe to this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Alpha Trader and the Cannabis Investing Podcast on those platforms as well.